Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hey, this is David in Saudi Arabia, my first of two calls. The first call, I just wanted to touch base. Uh, you were I was just listening to your podcast where you were talking about the guy that uh, got thrown in jail for not uh, doing the 12-step recovery program. And the real part that you missed on that was it sucked, was that uh, he was actually going to it. He was complaining about going to it, but still going to it. And they said, no, you're doing it um, like uh, you're being um, uncooperative about it. So we're going to count it like you didn't go and throw you in jail anyway. So he was going to the 12-step program uh, sessions. He was just telling them, hey, I shouldn't have to do this. I want to go to a non-religious version. And they said, screw you, buddy. You're going to jail. And uh, that's uh, that was even that made him even more suckier than... Uh, if they just said he just refused and it's in jail. I just want to say that. Glory Hole. Bye. Hey guys, Glory Hole. This is Foster Disbelief. I was just like doing a little bit of research on the statistics that Bradley Dean and his alleged gay lover, Jake McMillan, came up with on um, the radio show about, you know, about um, half of all murders being committed by uh, 3.8% of the population. I found some other telling statistics, like, did you know that 99% of all glory holes have at least one member of the junkyard process on the receiving end? And this is a weird one from Japan, 75% of all Bukaki Bay videos have Bradley Dean as the target. It's amazing what statistics you can come up with when you don't have to worry about facts. Hey there fellas, glory hole. This is Lee from up here in Montana. I run a little business called the Helena Handbasket Company, and I was listening to your podcast, and you got me to thinking, you know, that discussion about a basket full of dog heads, now that's the kind of thing that Helena Handbasket could really make some money off of. Now, if you fellas could, uh, you know, arrange with some of them folks you know that are chopping off dog heads, and uh, give them out my number, why, I could do some lovely arrangements, wicker, and a dog head. Now my cousin Leon, he does some amateur taxidermy. He can make it real nice, just real nice. So if you uh, got some friends, and they got some dog heads they want to take care of. You know they need to go to hell in a handbasket. Glory hole. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at this is episode 115, I'm pretty sure, of Cognitive <laughs> Dissonance. <laughs> Thereabouts. Give or take. Yeah, Give thereabouts. 
I think we should we should go the Jake system from uh, yeah, Imagine. Yeah, just we start just, naming them? Just, no, just fucking randomly number them. Oh, I like you the know? random numbers. That's good. This is episode 300 and pi. I you think, know? you know, like, I know there's mathematicians who listen to us. They should just send us equations for each episode. God, that would be fucking awesome. That would be awesome. Just some, just some ridiculous... Impossible, like a goodwill hunting fucking one. The thing is, I'm too you know, stupid to like even be able to board, and you're like writing shit down on a mirror and erasing <laughs> it. And it's got a big giant E on there because all the hardest equations have a giant weird E. Right, they have to, and that stands for fuck. I gotta solve this problem. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should have all of our numerical designations. Uh, translated into trigonometry, you know. So it's like this is episode sine over cosine divided oh, by tangent, or you know. I like, hated the what, sine cosine stuff. I did too, and I never understood any I of it. Still don't understand it. it. I remember that they were numbers on a calculator. It was so fucking baffling. And I was good at math, and oh, I think yeah. vaguely I understood it in like geometry when I was a kid because it's like one of them is like a fucking like the division of a something and then there's like a division of a something one of them has to do with a circle I think man I don't know I remember doing trigonometry I remember doing trigonometry proofs and it just being like at every turn I would take like 39 more steps to get what I needed (laughs) I would I would get to the right answer because I was just fucking dogging about it you know but it would be like I'd hand it in, and it would be, you know, a goddamn novella. And it'd be like, you could have done this in three steps. I'm like, motherfucker, you could have done this in three steps. <laughs> All right? I knew early on I was going to be a humanities major. Yeah, you're not going to be. I was actually pretty good at math. I just can't remember. I like, like, it's funny because there's so much shit. As you get older, you just flush shit from the cache. Like, yep. your RAM cache just disappears. Like, we were talking about movies the other day, and I was just like, yeah, I saw that movie. I know I saw that movie, but I cannot <laughs> for the life of me remember the plot of that movie. Just, like, fucking gone. And the same thing with the sine, cosine shit. It's just like, that shit is gone forever. Like, I may be able to relearn it, but, man, it's not fucking here anymore. No, man. I, I, I got up to calculus in, in college, as I stopped at calculus. So... When I was in, oh God, this is this is like this is in the wayback machine. This is probably seven or eight years ago. There was a coworker who was in college, and she was taking a basic algebra class. And I'm like, I, you know, no problem. I can help you. She needed some help. I'm like, give me your give me your book. I'm fucking certainly proficient in algebra. I am no longer proficient in algebra. <laughs> I remember staring Cecil, fucking staring at the book, like there was a time my brain did this. It's almost like if you were like a fucking gymnast. And then you spent like 10 years on the couch doing nothing but eating Cheetos. <laughs> nothing. And then Wait, I wasn't like, a gymnast, but I did do the second part. <laughs> and then like 10 years later, somebody's like, all right, hop on the rings and, you know, get in the Iron Cross. Yeah. You'd be like, uh, my get body on the won't balance. do that. Get on the balance beam, fatty. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> it's like I you can just r- roll yourself right <laughs> down this fucking thing. Oh, man. You get a bigger guy to just bounce you on their trampoline floors yeah. <laughs> like a basketball. <laughs> Quick, we need you. We just need you for the mat. We <laughs> don't need you to be a gymnast anymore. If you could just sub in yeah. for the mat, that would yeah, be... Yeah, we just need when they're going to jump off the high jump, they need to land on something soft, and you're it. You're like the you're like the, the bouncy spring thing in front of the pommel horse that they like go to vault. <laughs> <laughs> just run, you're just like, ah. Ah, feed me more donuts. <laughs> I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. I had a million dollars, but I 
So the first story we're going to cover comes from the SantaCruzSentinel.com. And I'm going to fucking mispronounce this on purpose. In Caracas. <laughs> Isn't right, it Caracas? It is if you say it. <laughs> Water more precious uh, than fuel. You know, part of the reason, and only part of the reason, but part of the reason, Cecil, is... Fucking crazy Santeria <laughs> nut huts keep dumping dead, sacrificed animals into the water. It's the worst tea ever. We <laughs> yeah, because the water's a nice Earl Grey now. So yeah, what a, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, you're just like yeah, you know, our water kind of is fucked up, and it's like there's a bunch of stuff, and and you're right, it's not just only the fucking dead animals that are floating in it like fucking croutons and soup at this point. It's just, it's like all kinds of runoff and industrialization and all that jazz. But it really comes down to the fact that they keep throwing dead animals in it. Like what, it, you know, let's just say you threw a dead animal in there and then you're like, well, let's test the water. Huh. Still fucking not potable. Right. <laughs> Still is not a drinkable thing. Okay, get another animal. Like, I mean, you already tried the animal thing. Like, adding more animals is not going to make it more delicious. You're not making a soup. It's not. Like, when when your water supply is basically a stock of yeah, bacteria. Exactly. You have done your job wrong. And this guy, like the witch doctor in this story, is so blasé about it. He's like, hmm. they never really give me a hard time as he chucks another fucking dead. Like, like the reporter's like, Anyone ever uh, bother you about checking all these dead animals into the <laughs> drinking water? And he's like, nope, everybody pretty much leaves me alone. He even says that's why he moved there. He says he moved there because nobody gives him a hard time. He's, he's able to practice his witchcraft yeah. full time. He, so, lived in, he lived by a reservoir before that they would not let him throw things in. He couldn't even skip stones in it. He was so furious. <laughs> I just see, like, what I see is, like, the three guys from Monty Python with a cow on a fucking catapult. Just, like, fucking <laughs> <"Bum>, <laughs> oh, right into the fucking drink. Fuck. At some point, you don't have to have any specialized knowledge of yeah. environmental sciences <laughs> right. to know that putting rotting corpses in your drinking water... Is a bad decision. Like, it's always, it's never like, well, sometimes, no, always that's a bad call. There's never a time where you're like, man, um, gasoline is cheaper than water. Yeah, gasoline is cheaper than water there. You're right, Tom. It's totally true. Like, in 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 the past, it's not like in medieval Europe they used to steep the fucking well with a cow. You know what I mean? They'd be like, whoa, you can't drink that stuff. Hold on a second. We need to get a cow on a rope. Just dump it down into the well a a few times. Two, three. (laughs) I mean, seriously, like, like, we figured this shit out a long time ago. It's a fucking horror show. I know. What I don't understand, too, is... Eat the animal, like sacrifice the animal. Like this guy, there's a picture of this guy. He's got a chicken. He's going to fucking cut the chicken's throat and do his fucking voodoo witchcraft bullshit magic dance or whatever, you know? Like, that's awesome. Fucking make chicken tenders when you're done. (laughs) 
So this story comes from Tribune.com. Um, this is a fucking horror story cut into pieces. She challenged God's orders. Another cleric. Try to contain your fucking Another surprise. <laughs> he used his plus two mace. Right. <laughs> beat the shit of her and then cut her up. He comes from the grand tradition of everyone's a cleric. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, when the, when the priest walks in and he has that ball that shits out the water. You know what I mean? Like where he spits the water at people. <laughs> like everybody. that's basically how you become a cleric. Like you get hit by one of those droplets. Just anybody... It doesn't it's, matter who you are. Wait, if you're a woman, no. But no, if you're well, a yeah, dude, I mean, don't be ridiculous. If yeah, you're a I mean, woman, at any age, yeah, I don't on. think there's an age requirement to be a cleric either. Like, it, there's yeah, no I'm you have to be not. this tall to ride this ride at all. It's like you are just you know, if you're a fucking infant, you're a cleric probably over there. That's probably part of the like uh, the the Muslim baptism is just to become a cleric. Yeah, just immediately. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, look at this beautiful cleric baby. That's so awesome. <laughs> Uh, it's like not even a title you can be proud of. Like, right, right. you know, like when you're getting knighted in other countries and you're like, I'm Sir Patrick Stewart or whatever. Like here, it's just like you're a cleric. You're like, yes, everybody's a fucking cleric. Look, Nobody honey, cares. He issued his first fatwa. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Our little cleric is growing up. He hates women already. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, he's abusing the neighbor girl. Oh, you're doing such a great job with him, sweetheart. Uh, he's um, a little misogynist. Just well, we'll work on that. We'll yeah. get him all the way there. Yeah. You know, it's up his game. <laughs> It'd be a good comic strip. Little misogynist. Little misogynist. <laughs> oh my god, that would actually be kind of awesome. Yeah. It should be like done in the style of like the Kathy. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. So that it's it's like I hate Mondays. Or, it was like or, little <laughs> sweat droplets like shooting off yeah. of the little misogynist. Or head. like family circus. Oh, like family yeah. circus style, like right. where the mom is just like, oh, and the kid's like, I hate women. <laughs> <laughs> single frame. It's got to be the yeah, single, it's a frame. single frame. Right, right. So this guy, this cleric, um, he was mad at his wife, right? Uh, because okay, now hold on, let me just just pitch this story to me. Like, let's say we're gonna do this later. All right. So here's the scene. Okay. The, the, the cleric. Comes home from a hard day clericking. All right, yeah, sure. Know? And it, I mean, that clerical work is difficult. He's so, busy all day. He's got paperwork <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. And his wife, if you mm-hmm. can believe this, steal yourself. Okay. Had the nerve not to wear her veil. What? And then she sent her children to school. What? What do you think he should do? Give her a stern talking to. <laughs> that is an option. He instead chose B. Hacker into pieces. Oh, that's <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the religion of pieces. <laughs> so I wish I had tweeted that. That's so much better than my joke. <laughs> that's the worst joke I've ever. Told. That's that's terrific. It's terrible. At a certain point, you know, we're reading these stories. And you think, okay, well, this guy's just a psychopath. Well, this guy's just a psychopath. I mean, are we just, I mean, they just either have an inordinate number of psychopaths or their religion tells them that it's okay to hurt women. It's yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Which one do you think it is? Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, think, I think the culture breeds this sort of, I mean, the acceptance of this violence against women. I, I 
the, the religion breeds this. The religion teaches this shit. Um, I think it's clear that it does. Anytime you have a religion that says, cover your fucking face, you know, that's dehumanizing. Right. I mean, your face is the, our faces are the essence of our humanity. Cover it up. Cover your fucking face. That's, it's dehumanizing. You're going to dehumanize half your population. It's, I mean, there's no secrets here about what's going on. Yeah, this guy, you know, I do think this guy's probably fucking crazy. But, you know, it's pretty easy to get tipped over the fucking edge from crazy to fucking incredibly, insanely violent when you think that you've got the backing of your uh, religious beliefs and when you think that the person that you're attacking is less human than you are. You know, I think that, and I think that's that's part of this story, is if you're if you're attacking someone who is less human than you, as an attacker, the crime is a lesser crime, right? If I attack an equal, so Cecil, if if you come over to my house for dinner and I just start fucking attacking you with a knife, like I just. <laughs> by the way, what are you doing for dinner tomorrow? Worst yeah. dinner ever. <laughs> Oh, no, you now, don't get someone. me wrong. I will still eat. Like, I mean, you can be beating on me and I will still be shoveling food in my mouth. I won't be happy, though. Right. Like this mango salsa is so good. It, it's oh, very delicious. So will you stop stabbing my <laughs> eye? You're getting close to my eating hand. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me drop the food. <laughs> Yeah, now then I'll get pissed. Right, whatever you do, don't yeah. stab the stomach because I don't then want I any of this spilling out. Yeah, that's, no, exactly. But you're like, if if you're attacking an equal, it's a different crime. But if you're attacking a less, you know, if you're attacking somebody that you don't see as your equal, that you don't see as fully human, you know, that's that's almost in the attacker's eye. That's that's almost animal cruelty. Like it's a step down. It's not justifiable by any stretch, but it, it's almost like it's a step down. When the religion dehumanizes women in such a grand way like this, I have to think that's a huge part. It doesn't seem like as big a crime. You know, to me, of course, it does because I'm not a fucking piece of garbage. (laughs) But, well, I don't think I am. No, well. My mom says I'm cool. I mean, the votes are still out, so we're not sure. (laughs) There's a lot of hanging chads on that one. Okay, I'm, I'm at Wikipedia now. Okay, so now whether or not you believe Wikipedia as a source, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple of statistics off. In Afghanistan, domestic violence is so common that 85% of women admit to experiencing it. Fuck. 60% of all women report being victims of multiple forms of serious violence. In uh, Bangladesh, uh, about 40% report having experienced domestic violence from an intimate partner, and 50% in rural regions report experiencing sexual violence. Fuck. In Iran, uh, <clears throat> it says a uh, World Health Organization study found that in a previous year, 15% of wives had been physically abused, 42% had been sexually abused, and 81% had been psychologically abused. Oh, my God. Um, Pakistan. 81%. Uh, According to Pakistan Institute of Medical Sciences in 2002, over 90% of married Pakistan women surveyed reported being kicked, slapped, beaten, or sexually abused when husbands were dissatisfied with their cooking or cleaning, and the women failed to bear a child and had to give birth to a girl instead of a boy or had an illicit affair. Um, And now there's a bunch more in here that I could be reading, um, but those are just just incidents of domestic violence amongst Muslims in those countries. So, you know, I think there's a trend there. 
I mean, right. I'm just looking. I'm not a fucking statistician. I don't. I mean, but I'm looking. And when you say 85 percent of women, I can t- I can tell you right now that 85 percent of the women I know have not been abused. Right. And I know I know a great deal of women. Uh, I know. You know. I could probably say. I mean, I would I would be closer to the you know the one percent or two percent in that group. You know what I mean? Like that have been abused, domestically abused. And we're talking domestic, when we t- say domestic violence, you know, that means that intimate relationship. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah. so well, right. I mean, I can't, I don't even know a single person. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't been because that's not something that you talk about. But I mean, I don't know any domestic abuse survivors. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just not a thing. So there's gotta be something here that is leading people to think that this is a good thing. And, you know, when you start, like you said, you start the very first mention of the conversation is let's put women in a bag and then that's where they live in this bag. And when they're home, they can come out of their little fucking like fucking terrarium or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's that's not a moral good. That is not a moral good. And that leads to other problems that are happening, obviously, clearly. And, you know, while this guy is clearly a psychopath because he's fucking dextering his wife, (laughs) this is is not an isolated case in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of women who experience something very similar. While it doesn't lead to them getting fucking chopped up like a fucking pig, it does lead to them getting beaten. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this story comes from the raw story. This guy's fucking dude. Creationist. Christians must challenge the culture shift to rational human humanist thought. Um, what? Dr. Jason Lyle. This guy. Fuck you, dude. Dr. Jason Lyle of the Institute for Creation Research. Really? Really? I got to stop there already. Research? Creation research. What research do right. you do? What possible fucking research do you do? At what point are you like, hmm, time to do some research on creation. Where's our... No evidence again. You know what I imagine is like, like they're all sitting around and God is in the lab and he's just <laughs> creating things. What? Like he's just like, well, we made a weird ass animal yesterday. Let's make another weird ass animal. What do you guys say? And then we'll go out to lunch, have martinis. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the only, I mean, what else can you do? What? Unless things are currently being created. What? Can you imagine going to their library? It just has one book on a shelf. Yeah. Just the Bible, and it's a bunch of little footnotes in it. That's you know, it. like a bunch of like little tabs that it's, you can open to all their creationist like, stuff. Oh yeah, welcome to the uh, Center for or fucking Institute for Creation Research. Have you read our one book? Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. read our pamphlet? Um, <laughs> I did. I read that. It wasn't real convincing. Yeah. Ooh, uh, that's kind of all we got. Yeah. So <laughs> no, they got a dude. They got this, this dude. dude, and this dude is is basically. Yamber jambering about how <laughs> is that a technical term? <laughs> it is a technical term. I learned it from the uh, Institute for Creation Research. Um, he's basically trying to bring back or bring forward or bring up. I don't know. Um, presuppositional apologetics, which is basically his way of saying we all just have to decide first 
that there's God and that there's the Bible and that all that stuff is true. And then we'll make the evidence fit that. And he's upset because now people are looking at the evidence first and then they don't come to the conclusion that he starts with, that he presupposes. <laughs> he's got, he actually has logic backwards. When did, when is that a good idea to presuppose the answer? I don't even know how you would build. <laughs> Seriously, how do you say it out loud? Couldn't you call it something else that doesn't automatically tip everyone off that your worldview is ba- is honestly backward? Right. right. I remember. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna shame myself. I remember when I was in. God, it had to be seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. I know. I knew it was seventh grade. I was in seventh grade, and I did a science. Did you do science fair, Cecil? Yeah, when I was a kid. Sure, yeah. I built a volcano. So I did some, we had to do like actual experiments, right? So um, I did a, an experiment to see which type of bridge design would be best. And so my dad and I spent fucking a billion hours in his little workshop downstairs building a dozen of these bridges out of wood planks. Um, and some of them were just a plank of wood and some of them had these truss structures and we I researched different b- bridge designs and we tried to build these things. And then we took pictures as we suspended weights from these bridges to see which structure was going to hold the most weight. Now, right. I knew from reading ahead of time that the more complex structures, because that's the way we designed the experiment, right? The more complex structures with more triangles in them and stuff should have held more weight. What I didn't take into account was that we built the hard ones first. It took us weeks to do it. That wood got old and dry and brittle. And the plank wood (laughs) was fresh and green and bendy and strong. So all of our our experiments were just wrong. It was just, they were all backwards. They were, the plank wood held a billion pounds because it just kept (laughs) flexing and flexing and flexing. So we just cheated. My dad's just like, that's not right. And we just did it. We just made it all up. I just, <laughs> and here's the best part. I went to regionals with that shit. Like oh. I won the science fair. Like I had a, like <laughs> I won the science fair thing. <laughs> I presented the thing. I went to the regional thing and I had all my pictures and you, you have your cheater. board. You oh, cheater. I know. My dad gosh. helped me cheat too. That's the best part. Oh my <clears> gosh. <throat> I have so little respect for your father right But it now. gets, it gets worse. It gets, how does it get worse? Because like, did you become elected president after this? <laughs> of Cheaterville. <laughs> I'm the mayor of Cheertown. <laughs> because I'm stupid. Here's where it gets worse. So I've got oh, all these no. Polaroid pictures because I, you know, this is back in like 1989, right? Yeah, so I've right, got all right. these Polaroid pictures of the bridges in action with the weight suspended from them. And I'm giving my little talk about bridges and bridge design and how the, you know, different trusses were more effective and they held weight. And here's a stress point. And I'm talking about this stuff and I'm, you know, 13 or whatever. And I'm very proud of myself because I am at regionals. And uh, one of the people looking leans in close and sees my picture. And I have a picture, Cecil, on the board of like a hundred fucking weights underneath the one plank. And it's still holding. And then underneath the broken ones, like two plates, like two weights oh, underneath. No. He's like... Wait a minute, that those pictures don't match what you're saying. <laughs> you got wakefielded. I, I, totally wake I totally did. I got wakefielded. <laughs> and I was like, look, Jenny McCarthy's naked. And everybody ran off. <laughs> and I got an A. 
thing. Like, I just decided what was supposed to be. Right. And when the experiment didn't match, I just was like, well, I'll just lie about it. With some urging from your father. (laughs) I I love that your dad helped you cheat on a test. We did the same thing the next year, too. Did you really? I'm not fucking around. Yeah, we did the same thing. The, The very next year, I was supposed to, I did a thing on, like, uh, oil-based water pollution's effect on plants and the plants that we watered with like varnish and like wood oil all did better than the ones we just <laughs> watered. So did you fake your results again? We put them in the oven. <laughs> we baked You're them. the worst science fair. You are a science fair cheater. We baked them so they would get all dry and brown. You, and- you probably still have your ribbons and you're proudly displaying them somewhere. <laughs> Gosh. I totally forgot about this <laughs> shit, too. <laughs> I remember asking my dad, I'm like, they're doing better. They're not supposed to do better. Pollution's bad for stuff. And he's like, I yeah, just put them in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> so we just baked them. They didn't do so well in the oven, did they? <laughs> no. It turns out oven-based pollution is even worse. What you needed to do was a science fair project that was like, do plants do better outside of an oven or inside of an oven? Well, I'm just glad we never did any experiments with mice. Oh, yeah, or dogs or something. <laughs> I should have renamed it to like, Global warming, like what happens if the Earth hits 350? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, oh, this is the Earth. This is just more fuel to the fire that you're the worst person in the world. You realize that, right? You cheated all those other 13-year-olds out of oh, their, their blue that. ribbon. I totally oh. took somebody's spot, you know? You totally did. Somebody who worked hard and actually did real science. Oh, come well, on. No seventh grader does real science. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, at least not this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think your anecdote makes sense, though, in, in this context. It's like, you know, this guy is is basically coming up with the conclusion, and then he's trying to fit everything in. I mean, you know, we, we had somebody comment this week on our on our Facebook page about this and basically say you because we just said you know i mean this is stupid basically we just said this is stupid and somebody was like oh you guys are assholes and blah 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 you know i can't believe you guys are you know you guys give the angry atheist vibe or some stupid shit whatever the 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 dummy doesn't even listen to the show you know what i mean like you're a dummy and you don't even listen to the show i don't really care but he had he had something to say about it and it's like look we don't even start from the same fucking i mean it's like it's like we're speaking different languages exactly the guy starts with we all have to assume God is real. It's like, you know, you can't even get there. That's being like, that's like two people sitting down and being like, okay, we all have to understand that the sky is red. We all have to understand that the sky is blue. You're never going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're talking about the sky in your argument. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like right. we're never going to get anywhere. Now, he and I may be able to get somewhere when we're talking about, you know, I don't know, fucking food or something. If you're talking about God in the sense, and like if he's like, we got to understand that God is here or something, maybe there might be something that we can get to together. But if we're talking about specifically theology or the lack of, you know, there being a God, we can't get to the same spot. We can't even get there. Like I have, I know people that say like, well, I just believe in like ultimate truth. And I'm just like, okay, well, I can't argue with you. Like, because you have a belief that I can't, I can't do anything with. It's like, we don't even start from the same, I don't believe in ultimate truth. 
I believe in, you know, I mean, I believe in what I can see and hear and whatever and be tested and that sort of thing, you know, but I don't believe in fucking ultimate truth, but that's where they start their argument. So there's just never going to be a meeting of the minds. It's never, you're never going to sit this guy down at Starbucks and have a conversation with him and have him be like, like, there's going to be a fucking light bulb that lights up over his head. Like, oh, I had this all wrong. It shouldn't be presuppositional at all. Like, he's never going to do that. So, you know, there's no conversation that can be had with this guy. And this is exactly what they're doing. They're, they're basically cutting off conversation at the pass. They're allowing the people who listen to them and who get their ammunition in which to argue to be able to stop the conversation before it even starts. We talked, we, there was a guy by the name of Peter Bogazian at TAM who was having this conversation about how you, um, how you sort of get people to believe, to stop believing. Basically, it's like a talk you can have with them. And we're hopefully going to have him on the show in October where he's going to tell us how to do this. But it's like a, it's like a talk to have with somebody to, to get them to understand and start to realize that, you know, maybe God isn't there, right? It's like a, it's like a sort of an atheist sort of talk. I don't, I don't even know where you start with this guy. Like if you put him and Peter Bogazian in the same room, I think it would be like saw. Someone would cut their own leg off. <laughs> it's matter and antimatter. The room would just explode. Yes. It would just it would it would it would disintegrate. There there would be it's a cage match. It's a fucking fight to the death. Is what and and Bogazian would fucking own this dude. Yeah, Bogazian would fucking ruin this dude. Yeah. <laughs> he would ruin him. Is exactly yeah. what he would do. And it says right in here it's like Presuppositional apologetics is a school of theological thought that says all rational thought flows forth from the word of God and that no science or scholarly investigation is possible without first accepting that the Bible is the word of God and absolutely true. You can't, I mean, that's not even a usable statement. Yeah. It's just not. It's not a usable thing. What are you going to do with that? You basically have to say, well, if everything in the Bible is true, and if that's my starting point, then it doesn't make any difference that this evidence points in an opposite direction. Because it's it, if I have to start with this huge, and, it, and let's let's also admit too, like the Bible is not the same thing as like saying like, well, I have a naturalistic worldview. Like, okay, well, what's a naturalistic worldview? Well, a naturalistic worldview, you know, can be summed up in a sentence or two. Well, if you say like, okay, fine, I've got a biblical worldview. Well, what's a biblical worldview? Here's a fucking enormous book. All of it's true. Yeah. You know, it's not even, it's, it's not, they're not even remotely comparable things to begin with. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, give you information there's contact information in there and other information about where you can find stuff and then we'll be back for the rest of the show and then to finish an email portion want to get in touch with the show send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com be sure to follow the show on twitter our twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod like the podcast page on facebook at facebook.com forward slash dissonance pod or just type cognitive dissonance into the Facebook search bar. Want your voice featured on our show? Leave a short message on our Google Voice at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Visit dissonancepod.com to see the news stories featured in the show, buy apps and merchandise, or just leave a comment. And to everyone who helps spread the word about the show by sharing it, tweeting it, and rating it on iTunes, glory hole. You fucking rock. So this story comes from examiner.com. Christians claim persecution after Patriots cut Tim Elbow, Tebow. 
elbow. I elbow. love that you called him Tim an elbow. <laughs> they're, uh, he does they're, have huge elbows, though. I, uh, look at this photo, man. They're so pointy. Jeez, that guy is a use pointy as a box cutter. Yeah. <laughs> you could hijack an airplane with those fucking elbows you alone. Could. You could. Um, I want to read this, and then I'm going to hand it right over to you, Cecil, because from the conservative website The Blaze, here is a sample of comments. Shame on NFL owners and coaches for caving under the pressure. Pressure? That's pressure. not a word. Yeah. Pressure brought on by the satanic liberals that have taken over ESPN <laughs> and other sports media outlets. The problem here is Tim Tebow is not a gangster, drug dealer, or user, wife or girlfriend beater, or a murderer. No, he chose religion over these other labels and is paying the price for it. Yes. Tim Tebow was meant to play football. That's the gift the good Lord blessed him with. <laughs> and you know it was Christian phobic liberals who had something to do with this decision. <laughs> I like the dramatic reading of these. I think these are great. I will say to the second one, when they say that he's not a gangster, a drug dealer, a user, a wife, or a girlfriend beater, or a murderer, and he chose religion over these other things. Uh, you know, the price he has to pay for not being a murderer and a football player is that he's not good. Because the murderers <laughs> are really good. The murders are very, very good. I mean, look at Aaron Hernandez, who's running up the river right now, who wound up whacking somebody, and he's like, oh, he's still involved in drugs. He was, he was really good. Ray Lewis was involved in a murder. Ray Lewis is really good. I mean, I just think in football, you just need a killer instinct. And I don't think that Tim Tebow has that killer instinct. I think, first off, I think Tim Tebow sucks. And as a football fan, if you don't know anything about American football, Tim Tebow is terrible. Like, I was looking at his stats earlier. I was talking to Tom. They're awful. Like, his stats, like the best year he had 14 games, and he basically threw what a running back would run. He is awful. He's basically a running back that can barely throw the ball. He's terrible. There's a reason he got cut from the Patriots. He can't even get fucking, he can't even get a job in the NFL, and it's because he sucks. It's not because God wants him, doesn't want him to play or whatever. Like, the idea here that they're that they're saying is that he's being persecuted because he's a Christian and he's loud about it. Look, I was rooting against him because he's a Christian and he's loud about it. But he could have easily made my eat me, made me eat my words by being good. That's all he had to do was be better than he was. And he's not good. He's terrible. That's why he was a second-string quarterback. That's why he got traded. That's why he got cut. And that's why he's now unemployed. Because well, he's not good at his job. But, but Cecil, the gift that the good Lord blessed him I with love that. is footballing. Yeah. yeah. So, what a, gosh. If, no, I mean, so the first thought I had when I read that is like, well, that's your gift. But that's like getting like the shitty knockoff Kmart version of the gift, right? Yeah. So like everybody in school is wearing, I don't know, like I'm going to harken back to a thousand years ago, like Z-Cav Ricci's, right? Like, yeah. from like when we were. Or Air Jordans or right, something. You know, and instead you've got like. Air biscuits. Air biscuits. You know, like they're just different. <laughs> they kind of look the same, but they scuff the gym floor. Right, and they don't right. last very long. Yeah, the and swoosh like, goes the wrong way. <laughs> it's, it faces down. It's a sad face. It's, it's like, like a thumbs oh. down on your shoe. It's just like, no. They have no arch support. You get shin splints after the first run. You would think that if God blessed somebody with the gift of footballing, that he would be football. an amazing footballer. The foosballs. Right? <laughs> he would be. He would be awesome at it because he'd be like, people would be like, man, 
I was trying to sack Tim Tebow, but then the mighty hand of the Lord swept yeah. me out of the way. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, or like Tim Tebow's fucking supernatural fast. Look at that guy. He's so good. Instead, right. he's like, yeah, I got the gift of football from God himself. Are you any good? Not that good. <laughs> that really good. I'm actually Not really pretty that bad. Good. It's like it's like God spent all his all his mojo on Samson or something. You know what I mean? Because like, Samson is like fucking like decimate an entire temple by pushing on like two stones or something, right? Like Samson could like rock some shit. But it's like Tim Tebow, it's like, yeah. He's kind of not accurate, really, and all he can do is, like, threaten and then run the ball out of the backfield. Like, that's all he can do. It's like, oh, well, you know what? Like, that kind of sucks, and that's why Michael Vick sucks, and that's why Tim Tebow sucks. Well, well you, you guys are being awfully hard on me. It's the <laughs> thought that counts when I gave him the gift. I gave him the foosballs. <laughs> it, was, it was a nice thought. It was a gesture, you see. Wasn't meant to be taken all literal. Besides, pigskin is bad anyway. <laughs> it's unclean. Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. See, so this story comes from the New Zealand Herald. I'm just going to sit back and let you try to introduce, uh, try as, as fucking as hard as you can to introduce this story. <laughs> I love this story. Black Jesus... Hacked to death after girls' murder. Um, first of all, this story comes out of Papua New Guinea. And it's the only good thing that's come out of Papua New Guinea. Because every time a story comes from Papua New Guinea, somebody's getting burnt alive or hacked to death. Wait, somebody got hacked to death in this. But I guess he's a charlatan and a rapist, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's, it's Like, it's justice. Like, it's, this is a justice hacking. This is Papua New Guinea justice. Okay. Um, so... Evidently, self-styled Black Jesus, um, and Stephen Tari, he's a cult leader down there. He's also a convicted rapist. He's suspected of sacrificial killings and cannibalism, which did not evidently endear him to the peoples. <laughs> he didn't win people over with that. Right. Because moments, and this is totally not made up, moments before a pig roast... Following which he was going to take a helicopter ride to Israel for no reason. The article doesn't even, the article says, like, yeah. we don't know why. Yeah. You know? you know, and the best part of the article, too, is they're not quite sure how he was going to make an 8,000-mile trip by helicopter. It, shh. What Black. I love is, like, he's going to have to, like, stop and refuel every couple hundred miles. Black Jesus can do it, dude. Black oh, Jesus can do anything. just get in the air somehow. Evidently, but what Black Jesus cannot do is survive being attacked by any villagers. That's difficult. You gotta fucking fend them off. After after this guy, I guess they finally got fed up after he raped and murdered a 15-year-old girl. So that's the line. They're like, that's the line Whoa. in the sand. Huh? Whoa, Black Jesus. <laughs> Listen, if you were white Jesus, we'd let you get away with oh, that. Oh, no. So they, they drew the line in the sand and, you know, right. they attacked him. 80 people attacked 80 him. 80 people. What's amazing about this is he still fights back and manages to injure two of them yeah. before before they kill him and a follower. It's kind of um, badass. It, this dude is not. Jesus Jesus does not tap. Right? He doesn't. He doesn't go down without a fight. That's because his hands are nailed to <laughs> I was trying to tap. I was trying so very hard to oh. tap. 
It's just it's just absolutely like this story is so unbelievably crazy. Every part of this story is crazier. When you read it, you seriously you cannot read a paragraph of this story without being like, man, that's the craziest paragraph that's going to be in this story. And then something crazier happens. Well, here's a crazier part. Convicted in 2010 of raping teenage girls. Uh, he was serving a 20-year sentence when he broke out of prison along with 48 other men. Wait, that's not a break out of prison. The prison just left. But it's a shutdown. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a breakout. It's not like they're scurrying through some sort of fucking vent. Right. Like, that just fucking walked out the door. It, it, uh, who's left in the prison at that point? How do you break 48 people out of a prison? And this, how do you... How do you acquire a helicopter to go somewhere and then have a pig roast while you're a fugitive? I, this dude is, we, this is like a fucking movie. It's like a yeah. sci-fi movie. It's like a fucking Bollywood movie. Did they all dance after they murdered him? There's like a dance number. The 80 people, the yeah. 80 villagers do the like an elaborate dance. Are like holding up his head as they like sway and dance. What I, so when they're, when I got to ask a question though. So before they're, the, he's, he's going to have the pig. And then they start hacking him up, and he's like, it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's just a little hacked. It's just a little hacked. It's so good. I think the turning point for him was when they castrated him. No, yeah, that's difficult. Think, well, didn't they bury his ass in the ground, Yeah, dude, they, fuck it, they, they, had to, they had to unearth him to figure out how he died. And they're like, oh, hacked to death. Oh, it was a hacking. That was a hacking. Yeah. I mean, 80 fucking people did it. They couldn't just ask one of them. Like, yeah. so what'd you, <laughs> so how'd you do dude, it? Yeah, oh yeah, we hacked the fuck out of that guy. Yeah, you're going to find parts of his penis over there somewhere. We we didn't bury that with him. This is like a morals story, right? Like the moral to the story is don't rape and kill a lot of people. Yeah, And, and then flaunt it by eating a pig dinner in right, front like, of them, um, evidently. And sacrificing and cannibalism and have they a giant They said cannibalism. Crazy what, are we sure it wasn't long pig that he was I was just going to say that, yeah. man. You just <laughs> oh, you just got right in front of I just juked your joke, bro. <laughs> You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. <laughs> So this is our weekly Klingerschmidt story. <laughs> We're going to have to have a Klingerschmidt section. Wow. Uh, this dude's fucking awesome. This is from the uh, Raw clean story. Clean up in aisle Klingerschmidt. Clean up in aisle Klingerschmidt. <laughs> oh, man, he fucking spilled his Klingerschmidt again. <laughs> that doesn't come up easy. No, you no. You actually got to use cold water. A lot of people oh. get that mixed up. <laughs> This is from the Raw story. Former Navy chaplain wants worthy of death printed on all LGBT couples' wedding photos. This dude's career as a wedding planner is severely <laughs> limited. It's pretty bad. It's it, Nobody's hiring this yeah. guy. Like, oh, let me see your portfolio. Oh, these are so nice. I especially like how it says worthy of death <laughs> on the back of my loved one's photos. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get hired again. You don't get a lot of repeat business. Oh, you know, uh, so I live and die by referrals, guys. So remember, yeah. if you have any <laughs> gay friends for me to judge and humiliate, you know, send yeah. them my way. I'll, I'll treat them sure. poorly. Yeah. What? Well, here's 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 the thing about this. And Tom and I had a lengthy conversation before we recorded 
about um, the there's a there's a link and it's just sort of a throwaway line. New Mexican Supreme Court had unanimously ruled that a Christian photographer uh, basically had to um, had to take pictures uh, because he was discriminating against the same sex couple. He you know, they they ruled that he's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to discriminate. And Tom and I talked for a while. And my position on this is I actually you know, the guy runs his own business. He has his own business. And I totally think that if you're running your own business. You kind of get to say who you get to serve. But I also feel like and so I don't feel like there should be a law or something there. And uh, but I also feel like. It's totally fine to bring these people forward to a larger community so the community knows what kind of a jag off they are. I personally, if I was gay, would not want someone who was forced to take my pictures take my pictures because suddenly everybody's fucking sasquatch you know what i mean it's just like you can't like fucking i can't tell what that is that a yeti or is that her dress i don't know you know what i mean like who would it it, it's gonna be just a a disaster if you hire some jag off and then there's this stuff you can't get back you know what i mean like and and you may not know about it if the person is forced to take your pictures same thing goes with a cake and tom and i were talking about there was a a person who was discriminating against homosexuals in minnesota and said they wouldn't make wedding cakes for same-sex couples i wouldn't want someone who didn't want to make my cake make my cake because i mean there's gonna be fucking nails in it or whatever you know what i mean like i mean you know or just fucking fingernail clippings or pubic hair or something you know what i mean like there's gonna be something in it because they're assholes, because they're they're willing to if they're willing to turn you out of their door, they're going to do something shitty to you when it comes to, you know, being forced because they're going to be indignant about being forced. I feel like I feel like I totally agree that, you know, we shouldn't be discriminating against people. But when it's a private business, I would much prefer to know who the businesses are that are shitty rather than having them forced to serve me because I feel like being forced to serve me, they could be – it'd be even a worse proposition for me as a consumer. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting because we live in an age now where, you know, this information can propagate incredibly easily, right? You know, if the if the cake company, for example, or the – wedding photographer wants to discriminate like you said like if you give them the opportunity to discriminate and then everybody calls them out on it um what's going to happen is 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 either one of two things i think either the the market is going to uh weed those people out very quickly you know they're going to get a million fucking reviews they're going to get press stories they're going to get word of mouth everybody is going to in an evolving culture um, where intolerance is no longer tolerated um, or is much less tolerated, um, those places are going to either get weeded out by the marketplace um, or they're going to find a loyal base of customers who are also bigots and they can exist in their little bigot shell. You know, if, if, if that, that strikes me as likely in, you know, Arkansas, Mississippi, Kentucky, you know, the the southeastern bigot portion, like the bigot belt, you know, the bigot belt. That's that strikes me yeah, as the as, bigot belt. <laughs> it, it, it strikes it's me got a huge some, buckle. The biggest it's a belt. huge. <laughs> it's like you get a fucking dinner off that buckle the size of it. But, you know, like in some parts of the country, I actually think they could advertise that, you know, like, hey, we don't, you know, come to 
Billy Bob's fucking diner of hate. We don't serve the gays, you know? Like, if I was gay, I wouldn't want to eat there, though. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're a homosexual, that's a. It's good to know. Like, that's good fucking information, right? Like, I'm not right. welcome at Billy Bob's Diner of Hate, which I would have thought I'd be welcome for that, yeah, you know, Billy based Bob. on the name. What do you think Billy Bob? <laughs> I'm going to get the hate cakes and yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get the vitriol salad. Can I get the uh, KKK Krispy Kremes? That would be <laughs> awesome. I would love those. <laughs> oh, they only come in white and And glazed, maybe these huh? hooded blintzes. Those yeah. are tasty. I'll have one hooded. of the hooded blintzes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, obviously, like, you know, it, it's good to fucking know that information. Like, I'm not going to. But if you're a minority, you can't exert in certain areas of the country. Like you obviously you can't exert a whole lot of capital pressure. You know, if you're three point eight percent of the population and most of the people are not on your side, you're not going to be able to exert a tremendous amount of free market pressure to close those places down or, to, you know, drive them out of business. I can actually see that backfiring a little bit. Like those places might be able to advertise based on that. Like, hey, we're in Mississippi. We don't serve blacks and gays. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I would be like if I was black or gay, I wouldn't want to be served by them and I wouldn't want to give them money. So and eventually I just really think that it's just going to that that sort of pressure is just going to die out. I mean, I I, want to point to a place in the country where where, you know, it's not changing where it's where it's going back where they've you know where they're stopping homosexuals from getting rights i don't know where that place is because it's 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 like a snowball at this yeah point. no i agree long term it's a bad it's a fucking bad long-term strategy for sure right like you you don't want to be billy bob's roadside diner of hate in 2020 that's for fucking sure and the thing is is here's the thing though like nothing stops them from hating them it's not like you're going to change their mind if you force them to do it. They're just going to hate them more. You know what I mean? It's not like nobody wins. It's a fucking shit sandwich everybody's got to eat. It's just a bad call. Like, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the necessity for it. I just don't, I just don't like that we don't get to know. Like, I'd much rather know. Yeah. And, and, and the idea here in this story, and let's try to, I'm going to try to bring it back to fucking, um, I know nothing, Mr. <laughs> Klingerschmidt here. Um, this guy is basically saying that if you're forced to do it, be a dick about it. Yeah. You know? And right. I mean, this guy is clearly saying what I'm saying, what I would fear if I was a homosexual. He's saying, well, fine, you're close to your, if you're being forced, then you need to put a verse from the, from the Bible on there that basically says homosexuals are worthy of death. Romans one thirty two. When I don't, I'm, I'm trusting the raw story here to be interpreting this correctly, but they said, which he interpreted it to mean that homosexuals are worthy of death. Yeah. I, I mean, you're right. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just, because they, they will, you know, they, they will do a bad job. They will um, continue to hate, like forcing somebody to provide a service to you against their will does nobody any good like i i do i get that it's and and this guy clearly is is trying to come up with a plan like he's basically saying like almost civil disobedience right i mean like vote because he he's he's motivated genuinely motivated by his conscience it's just that his conscience is fucking horribly misguided and wrong right right but he is motivated by his conscience and what he's advocating is a form of kind of social of, of civil disobedience you know, saying like, hey, if, if we're going to be forced to do this thing, 
then, you know, we need to, to take measures to make sure that we do this thing in a fucking shitty way and fucking still find some way to ruin their special day. Exactly, right? It's like taking a dump on their cake or right. something, you know? <laughs> it's like punching the bride in the face. Right. Well, if it's a gay marriage, you got to punch them both. Right, just brides, just both line up the brides. brides. You got to clunk their heads together. Just- like fucking Three Stooges style. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So see, so this comes from alternet.org, and I love this one. Ten weirdest fundamentalist Christian conspiracy theories, and they are fucking so weird. Some of them we've covered before. We have. We have. And the rest of them I wish I had found. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the first one is is my favorite because it's one of the most convoluted. It's relatively new. Um, same-sex marriage is an elaborate scheme concocted by lesbians to what? entrap men. Because what? that's what lesbians want. Men. That's <laughs> why they're lesbians. <laughs> this is so weird. There's so much weird shit going on here. So they're going to first they're going to conscript men into supporting them by pretending they are on birth control when they are not. Doesn't that assume that lesbians are just going to be having lots of sex with straight men? Yeah, it 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 totally it, it bypasses the whole fact lesbian that lesbians aren't attracted to men. Right. It it ignores the lesbian component of lesbian. <laughs> Entirely. It does entirely. And it assumes, yeah, that that, that lesbians are going to go out. It, basically, the theory is the lesbians are going to go out and they're going to have sex with dudes, purposely get pregnant, and then force those men to pay child support to the child they didn't intend to have with the lesbian that wanted the child from the dude that they had sex with. But why? Why like, would you know, none of it works? Like what? What I think this is more than anything else is just the most misogynist thing because not only does it say that, you know, like women, even when they're attracted to other women, really just want the dick, right? Of course. That's all, like, so that's a, first off, that's a misogynist, stupid thing to say. And then the next thing that they do is like, oh, and they just can't help themselves. They need to fucking birth a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even regardless of their sexual orientation, they still need to jump on a cock in order to birth a kid because that's all they want to do is birth a kid. And then it assumes that men are the ones who are economically viable. So you have to ensnare yeah. a man it's an, to right, pay. exactly. Because, you know, right. if there's two women in the relationship, well, women can't fucking they don't earn them money. They're both they, homemakers. Right, they don't, yeah, the home is spotless. The home is, they've washed all the dishes. You don't know, you've never seen a They're home. They both made dinner. They yeah. both at the same time made dinner. <laughs> two separate dinners. Competing, it's like dueling yeah. banjos <laughs> every day with dinners. <laughs> right. It's just fucking casseroles as far as the eye can see. I'm scrubbing the toilet. Get out of here. No, I scrub it better. Yeah. We're lesbians. Because we're lesbians. Yeah, this story, it doesn't like I love that no part, no part of this crazy, paranoid, fucking misogynist fantasy of hate. No part of it makes sense. Like not even the usually these things have some, you know, sliver of possible maybe true this thing is just concocted on a fucking thin air i like number four 
and it's the abortion mad Chinese eat human fetuses. I have not read something so xenophobic <laughs> and awful as this. Basically, they're saying that the Chinese have so many they eat what they call a fetus soup as an aphrodisiac. And I'm wondering, like, it would just be like a vicious circle, wouldn't it? It'd be like, <laughs> you, you, you get an abortion, then you have the aphrodisiac soup, and now you want to fuck, and now she needs an abortion again. It's, <laughs> it's sustainable farming. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Shop local. Oh, you can't get more local than that, really. You got to eat organic, man. Right, That's it. right. That's, yeah, this is, uh, wow. I mean, and I love, too, that it's the Chinese because it's like that, like, it's like that bad joke, like, uh, Chinese food is all cats. And you're like, yeah. Because I'd be like, I still, there's still guys at my work that say that. Like, yeah. they'll go out and get Chinese food and they'll be like, I don't bring back any cats. I'm like, nobody was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say that like a big, they don't have cats there, so. Gosh, that'd be so funny in like Sorry. 1960. Weird. Like you still think that like, oh, the Chinese, so exotic. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? We love it a cats. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10 is pretty bad too. And its birth control will turn your uterus into a graveyard littered with teeny weeny corpses oh. or fully formed babies. This guy, Chris, Kevin Swanson said that uh, certain doctors and certain scientists are finding women that on the pill have these tiny little fetuses, these little babies that are embedded into the womb. An evocative image, albeit one that requires not not only falsely believing that the pill kills embryos, basically the pill works by suppressing ovulation, but simply refusing believe that menstruation actually exists. <laughs> I love the idea. You know, I mean, I, I, I've noticed in the toilet a couple times, you know, a fucking fully fucking formed baby. <laughs> I mean, like, are you serious? Like little teeny weeny skeletons? What is this Halloween? It's like, like the was the call coming from inside the house? <laughs> It's it's like there's like just fucking homunculus in there. Like, yeah. like my wife <laughs> is just like every time we've had sex, like and, and they just generate like little tiny, like little stone baby, like like those candy runts yeah. is what they are. <laughs> just tiny little, and they're peppered all around the inside of the yeah the uterus. And they, the candy they runts. Songs. I love they, that they're runts. <laughs> you know, it'd be like this guy though, Tom. It'd be like this guy being like, "Yeah, if you get a vasectomy, you get all these tiny fetuses in your balls." Right, and they can't. You go, know, I mean, like it's what? just like you don't understand how anything works. You don't understand how any of the stuff works, there, bro. Sir, you, you you hit that. It's none of the stuff. Like no yeah. part. I don't understand how you can be that clueless about the biology of your own species, right? Like, nobody's asking them to be like, describe the mating habits of the platypus. Be like, yeah. fucking, I don't need to know that. But like, do you know how women work? Yeah, do you know how to fuck? I yeah, mean, dude, I do. Do you know how babies are made? Yeah, I kind of do. You'd be like, I mean, it's 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 as bad as that forty year old version movie. It's like it's like, is it true? If you don't use it, you lose it. Like, I mean, this, <laughs> this guy would ask that question. It for for real, for real. This is like the like like those like uh, long ago. Like you know, your your sperm is your power. Like you can't ejaculate or like you lose your essence. It's like no, you just make more sperm. Yeah, it turns mm, out you nope. just keep making it. Yeah, and you don't have 
tiny little fucking mummy babies all <laughs> in your uterus. <laughs> like fucking mumra. Like every time you fucking sperm in there, it's like the Thundercats. I see like the Night Before, before <laughs> Christmas guy. Whatever his name is, you know, just like he's like the singing a song in my yeah. wife's uterus. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, the, the boogie woogie man like breaks into like bugs when you hit him with your cock or yeah. whatever. <laughs> when you hit him with your cock. Oh, sorry, babe. Fucking went in too deep. So oh, just, did I did I break the boogie woogie man? Got bugs in your junk again. You're gonna have yeah, to, my wife calls uh, calls her G spot the boogie woogie man. Boogie woogie man. <laughs> <laughs> well she sings when you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's I mean there's there's uh, there's other things in here about Harry Potter and Satanism and then Charles Darwin basically retracting everything he did on his deathbed right. and then Obama being an antichrist. So some of these are just like Blah, like, oh, you hear this not just from one person, but from a million people. But there's a few of them in here that are just weird. Well, and, you know, I got to tell you, like, the, the Darwin thing, I wasn't going to mention it, but it wouldn't matter if he did. I know. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't, like, it doesn't disprove his science. The science is not, like, I th- and I think that's so funny because it's it's like they're trying to attack the man as if the man and the science are inextricably linked, that one relies upon the other. Yeah. Presuppositionally, oh, I see what you did there. I see what connection. It it wouldn't make any fucking difference. Be like if Darwin fucking wrote it down, pooped on it, yeah. and took it all back. Was like, uh, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make any of the evidence less compelling. It wouldn't. And it would have no effect on the argument whatsoever. It once it's out, it's out. That's it. And the only question is, does the evidence support it or or, or right. not support it? Right. Fucking cares what Darwin said. Yeah. It is totally against I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like if they tear that dude down, then it's then it's I it's like no takesies backsies or right. whatever. You know? Just like this isn't fucking tag. You're not on glue. You know what I mean? Like you're not like, you can't just be like you can't just touch your Bible and be like, I'm on glue. I'm on glue. You can't you can't make me it now. You know, it's just like it's not a children's game. Dude, when you're, you're like stop treating it like that. Right. When your worldview is built on obsessing over a cult of personality, in this case, the cult of personality for Jesus, it's like, then it matters, right? Then it well, really not matters. Well, because you think Darwin is Jesus. Right. You're like, oh, well, he's your Jesus. No, he's just a dude who made up, who thought some stuff, and we all think it's think, think that it's, it's, it's backed by evidence. Right. It didn't matter if it was Darwin or fucking, you know, Bill. It, you know, right. Whoever it was, doesn't matter. And it's not like that's like the, the be-all, end-all of evolutionary biology. Like, it's fucking come a long way since then. Right. And and they do this with a lot of people. They try to do it with Einstein all the time. They try to, And it's just like, who cares? Right. Who they, cares whether yep. or not he thought, you know, he believed in God or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking make E equals MC squared any less fucking relevant. Right. It's not all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, what happened to the satellites? They're all falling out of the sky. Well. <laughs> Fucking E equals something else. God. No. E equals God squared. (laughs) Right. It's just now E equals Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. That's just fucking math doesn't work anymore. Sorry. So we only got a few pieces of mail this week. Uh, We got a couple of voicemails, which you've already heard. We're going to start out, actually, uh, we're going to start out with a comment this week that was left on our, uh, our Frequently Asked Questions page. Someone recently posted and said uh, that they that they love the show. Uh, they understand it was likely not an elaborated viewpoint on libertarians uh, that I mentioned, 
but would like to clarify some points and semi-identify with libertarians. I actually wanted to mention, too, and this is a comment on our page, so you can go read it in its entirety if you like. It's on the Frequently Asked Questions page. I will say, uh, and the person who did it was uh, JG. Uh, JG, I am actually probably closer to libertarian than I'm into anything else. I've, like, looked into... Uh, I, I was telling Tom earlier, I do those stupid quizzes they do online all the time, and they have to be right. They have to be true because they're quizzes and it's they're an online. online quiz. And it's like on Facebook. I mean, they, they, you can't put anything on Facebook that's not true. <laughs> so I clicked on it and I and I and I do them, and I, it's not just one, but like many of them always say I'm like libertarian. So I think you know, and I do think you know, I have a libertarian viewpoint on several issues. So I'm not dogging on libertarians because I think I I said that Klinger Schmidt had a libertarian position. I'm not dogging on libertarians, and I and I like to think that we don't exclusively dog on Republicans here. I think we do, we will definitely dog on neocons on this show because we don't like the Christian right adopted neocons that exist out there. Um, and I also think that people who are, you know, like I think that it's it's a bad position to be like, I've heard many people like get down on welfare and attack welfare in like a really shitty way. I I don't I don't like those people and I don't think I don't I would never respect those people. So if people have those sorts of viewpoints, normally we'll be down on them. And I think that like the neocons really do hold those viewpoints. And we are very liberal friendly on this show. But I don't think that we I mean, I'd like to think that we're a little more open minded than that. So if you, if we did get down on it and, and, you know, you felt like we were attacked, we're not we're not attacking libertarians at all. I don't think that there's you know, I don't think there's inherently anything bad with how they think. Um, I think that certain positions are always open to criticism, though. Yeah, and unfortunately, we haven't. I mean, the best libertarian we've had has been Ron Paul, who turned out to be something of a religious nut, too. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, as the most prominent libertarian politician of recent note, you know, that's that's problematic for the libertarian party, I think. We get an email from Don, and Don says... Uh, you can be elect, be uh, you can fire an elected official for being an idiot. You can have a recall election. Procedures vary vary by di- jurisdiction, but there are but there is a petition phase to show generalized support, and then an election itself. And I and I guess I knew this because didn't they try to recall that dude in Wisconsin? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they so, and they had a recall election in California a few years back for yeah. their governor so, as well. So you, I, I, I guess I, I guess I knew that, but I, thanks for clarifying it. Tom, we got an email from Alan that is uh, pretty funny, and we thought we'd read it. Hi, guys. I love the podcast. I've been struggling to come up with my stupidest prayer ever. Since I've been an atheist for as long as I can remember, it has been a bit difficult. Then I remembered in college, I experimented briefly with Pascal polytheism. There was the god of partial credit, the god of two-for-one pizza delivery, and, of course, (laughs) the god of hot girls with low standards. To be honest, <laughs> girls with low standards. To be honest, even now I occasionally pray to the god of the oblivious traffic cop. If I'm doing 20 miles over the speed limit, I see a cop. Is there really any harm in praying? I saw him first. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him first. I saw him first. Oh boy, that was a great email. Thank yeah. you, Alan. That was awesome. Yeah, I actually he remembers that he was in collage, yeah, it's, not college. <laughs> this was clearly typed on a phone. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. We got an email from Andy, and we just – Andy's a funny guy, British Andy, who did our shirts. Funny guy, so Tom, I'm just going to let you read his email. Hi, Cecil and Tom. I have just taken delivery of two fantastic T-shirts. 
My delight was only matched by my wife's strangled gasp of horror as I pulled the glory hole one out of the box. Thanks so much for going to the trouble of posting them over here. I really appreciate it. Now I'm off to scare all the old ladies in town with a large, erect yellow penis. And I just might wear the t-shirt, too. Awesome. (laughs) I think... It made me laugh out loud when I read it. That's fantastic. I thought it was great. I want anybody um, who has the glory hole shirt, send a picture. Yeah, just send a picture I of you with it I want to see somebody yeah. wearing that somebody, shirt. And, and, and I want to see a picture of you in a place. Yeah, not like, at home. Not like, at home. Yeah, that's you not gotta exciting. you got to be in a place. Because, I mean, the, the, the chutzpah to wear such a shirt is something to behold. We sent uh, the two test copies to Andy because he was nice enough to actually make them. So Andy got a couple of free T-shirts. And it's not free because he fucking spent time to right, actually yeah, make he the designed them. He designed them. So, um, but the T-shirts are available. Nobody has bought a, a Glory Hole T-shirt yet. So if you're interested, they exist. So I can't imagine I anybody wearing that I shirt. Where would you wear it to? I mean, other I than like teaching yeah. preschool. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, I don't. Just know. inappropriate <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> you got a pee pee on you. Drop your kids off here, lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got an email from John, and John had sent us the story about the the reservoir in Venezuela. Ugh. But I bet the best part is. He says, also, Caracas sounds an awful, light, like, awful lot like Arrakis, which has its own religion issues and water shortages. I love that he threw a dune joke in there. That is awesome. So funny. You, I mean, uh, you have to have read, I guess, Dune to understand or at least seen the movie. I, I like this the subtle, which has its own religious issues and yeah. water shortages. Yeah, I'd it's say that's so accurate. Funny. That's yeah. so funny. Well, uh, that's it for another exciting week of uh, Cognitive Dissonance. We're hoping we'll be back in the next week, and uh, we're going to be recording soon, we hope, a second show <laughs> we gotta before find time we go that. on vacation here, Tom, because if we don't, the listeners will not have a thing for, th- I want to say it's three weeks. I think it's three weeks. I look at my calendar, it's not a... T- insubstantial amount of time that I'm gone and I just looking at my calendar it does not look because I fly out on the 24th so they get a show on the 23rd but a show on the 30th is not going to happen and a show on the 7th would not happen so two weeks yeah that's uh we're gonna try to fix that (laughs) we're gonna hopefully do a thing it's not happened yet okay so here's a quick poll if you think that a movie review would be a good show. Let us know either by commenting on the blog or going to our Facebook for this particular episode, or you can tweet it at us. Let us know if you think these are these are gonna be your choices. We would get somebody on to talk about uh, a topic that isn't time sensitive. So we were thinking, what we were thinking is death, but we weren't sure who we were gonna get on to talk about it. So I don't want to make any mentions on any of that stuff. So we would get a another podcaster probably on to talk about atheists and how they deal with death. That would be one option. The other option would be going over a movie review, which is not obviously time sensitive. And then the other one would us be maybe 
commenting on the Bible, probably on the section of Revelations. That would be something that Tom and I would maybe read a little of Revelations and just yammer about it for a while. So if any of those appeal to you and you think, hey, I would like, I would really prefer this over the other two, let us know. And then maybe we'll gauge your responses and then see what we can uh, come up with. That might, that might actually motivate us to actually do something. <laughs> and an appropriate answer is not all three. Yeah, that's not an appropriate not, answer. If it's all three, just don't even comment. Right. Like, that's just, which, yeah, it's like a non-vote. Do you prefer? So, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> exactly. It's you have not to a, prefer, prefer something. I know how this yeah. works, though. Yeah. You have to so prefer if you prefer something. one of those things, let us know. And we'll try to, uh, we'll try to accommodate the uh, largest portion of the audience. So until next week, we leave you as always with the skeptic's creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>